welcome to the second episode of Affairs of the Heart. I'm Dwayne Q. And I am Aaron, because uh, Dwayne's going to make me call myself Aaron. I mean. But you can follow me on social media at <laughs> SubDepidAir. <laughs> People deserve to know who you are. Um, it is December 1st, the first day of the last month. You want to turn it off? Is it going to be cause other noises? I don't think so. I think the... Um, it should be fine. Yeah, I think the mics do a pretty good job. But again, it's December 1st. Yes. Um, the very first day of the last month, of the last month of the year. The this year went by very fast. Did it go by fast, too? It did. Um, I feel like so much has happened for me this year that it's gone fast. Okay. That's a good... Uh, it's a it's a really good thing. Um, these last few years have been a very big struggle for me, um, and my life has just snapped into place. So um, I think I'm excited that it went fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Excited that the year has gone by fast, but good things have happened. Amazing things have happened. The course of the year. Yes. Um, what What are some things like you want to reflect on? 2019, what would you say this year was? Should we do it now? Should we wait till like the new year? No, I mean, you're just reflecting. We're not talking about, you know, the year itself and what you would consider, but maybe reflect on the last couple of months since you talked about how it's been a transitional year for you. The last couple of months, um, it's just been amazing. I mean, I just hit my one year mark at my job. Congratulations. This is the first job I've had since I've lived here that I've had a whole year. That is an amazing thing. I just got a new car, I just got a new place. Congratulations, congratulations. Um, all things I've struggled with the last, since my breakup, so. Wow. Like, I'm okay. stable. So you, you <laughs> so, literally have foundation. I have a foundation, yes. That's good. That's and then good. on top of that, um, my radio show, um, which is a Saturday morning brunch um, If you guys want to check that out, we're on Saturdays on Fusion Radio. Uh, we relaunched that in December, the third month, the third week, I'm sorry. Okay, awesome. So, yeah, me and Phil, the, uh, we do the entertainment news. Um, we just keep you entertained for two hours. For the Saturday Morning Brunch Crew. I have been a guest on the Saturday Morning Brunch Crew a couple of times. And Many it's a great. Times. It's a great, I love it. I love the atmosphere. You guys have a great show. And You've been there through with a lot of my different Co-host. Yeah. Yes, I, yes, I have. I have experienced a lot of different personalities on the Saturday morning yes. show, but it is a great morning show. Um, Two people that I really love with that show is you and Danny, uh, and of course Phil, because Phil's been there. And when I met him, he was like, "I'm not going nowhere. I'm a part of the show." And so I really have to give big ups to Phil because when he told me that, I was like, "Everybody says that," but like Phil is very dedicated to that show. Uh, and I love that about him. Me and him became really good friends. And he just moved here when he joined my show. So nice. Uh, we made it our show because it was the Soda Veneer show. And uh, we made it officially the Saturday Morning Brunch Group. Um, and I really appreciate him a lot. And I really love his support. Um, but the three of you guys has just been really big with my show. And I want to say David um, Price. All four of you guys have been because. And Lamont, I'm sorry, five people. So, <laughs> <laughs> see now you you yeah. started calling names and now you can't leave. Well, I thought they were all people who have came in as like recurring guests on that show. Um, you and Danny came in like on your free time, 
Danny will come up from Florida. You will come in whenever you're not working. Um, and just drop so much knowledge on things that you guys have gone through. Lamont has came in and fixed our dating life a thousand times. <laughs> um, and if you guys are in Atlanta area and you are looking to find a new way to date, try betterwaytomeet.com. Uh, Lamont does, does do that. Um, and I'm a very big supporter of that because I feel like dating apps are, well, that could be a conversation we have today <laughs> because I just got into a discussion um, about the difference between dating apps and hookup apps. Okay, let's talk about it. Um, so to me, my opinion is Jack Grinder, Adam for Adam, and if you're like old, like <laughs> some of y'all, um, BGC, those are hookup apps to me. Um, okay. You have like Tinder, and you have um, there's another one. It's like Facebook a, has a dating. What Facebook does, but I don't section. I, I'm not the 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 jury's still out on what what Facebook is going to be like because I don't I've never used it. So I will be honest and say that I have perused it a few times just okay. to see. I get a lot of people that um, are interested in me from their dating app uh, or their dating section on Facebook. Um, and I've had a couple of conversations with a few people from, from there, but it hasn't really gone anywhere other than the conversations. But it's not bad. Yeah, I could. It's like, a decent, um, decent space. Order white guys? On Facebook? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's like Santa Claus looking people. So On Facebook? On Facebook, yes. I don't Why? Know. Maybe my Facebook group is like a bunch of bougie people. I don't know. That's interesting. But I haven't really encountered, well, I have not encountered. Well, I'll take that back. There was one person I did encounter um, that I had talked to prior on to, there is another dating app, and I cannot think of what it's called. Let's see, Tinder, Better Ways to, no, I'm sorry, uh, Tinder. Um, it's a black and white logo. <laughs> oh my god it's gonna drive me nuts well why do you think about that what is your what has your okay so if we're talking about hookup apps and dating apps what do you prefer it depends on the moment <laughs> as it does with most people but i think i think that but i would never get on tinder and look for a hookup i just wouldn't but that's not to say that it doesn't happen on tinder for me, it's never happened. I've okay. never gotten a hookup off Tinder. I actually met a psychopath on Tinder. Oh. Um, yeah. And so I had to get off for a while because actually at the old radio station, the guy had called in and broke up. Well, we weren't together, but it was like he kind of tried to break up. I think I remember that. Yeah, it was like a big topic at the radio station. But um, that was my experience with Tinder. But I went on after that and I met a lot of guys on there but it wasn't nothing that was very consistent okay so i don't know if it's me or is it them or i don't know well i mean i think it's a matter of obviously you said it, it's it depends on how you feel or what you're in the mood for yeah but but if, i'm not going on tinder to look for a hookup though. i'm not okay but if you are just wanting conversation okay right yes so you'll go to tinder, I'm going on to tinder yeah for just you know let's just talk yeah chat whatever the case is yes can you do that on the hookup apps i've never tried it okay if i'm on the hookup apps i'm on it for a reason and for a season so <laughs> i would have to say in my time on the hookup apps it's different okay i i'm the type of person where i do not like 
random. Number one, I don't like random sexual encounters personally. I'm down with that. I, just, <laughs> I, I personally just do not like random sexual encounters. It's it's a energy thing to me. Okay. I, I I'm not gonna invite you to my place if I don't know you. You can go to their place. I'm not going to their place if I don't know you. Okay. Like okay. I'm just. Well, not, how do you ever? Do, I mean, you never really know the people until y'all. I mean, I. It, for me, if we have a consistent conversation or just like a, hey, what's up? What's going on? How you doing? How was your day? Like, yada, yada, whatever the case is. Like, that is, that's more getting, to me, that's more getting to know the person than just a random, like, okay, here's my address. Come over. Do what you do. And that's so it. Like, like, you're top of your bottom. Like, like, yeah, like, I, I have to have some type to get off of, the right. I have to have some type of connection in conversation or understanding or getting to know you. Like, I, I just personally do not like random hookups and so for me i can see that on those apps you. yeah on those apps it's just like hey you know i'm more let's do we're just chatting if you want to chat great if you come to come at me and you know you're in the mood mm-hmm. then okay cool that's great <laughs> but uh, i never i never understand that what do you mean um <laughs> i never understand guys that are like that like like me or yeah like, like you like if I'm in the mood, like I like I'm such an organized person. There's an after this, there's an after that. There's a time for this, there's a time for that. So I like, and maybe that's why I have never had the encounters on Jack and Grinder and things like that that other people have. Because if I'm on there, I'm I'm done for what I want. You got like three messages before I'm about to block you because we're we haven't gotten to where I need to go. I'm serious. <laughs> Like you are that okay? So I, I my my profile actually says that. I'm a lot of profiles say that. We'll, let, we'll and we'll, that comes off to people as angry, but I'm like, no, like I came people, here for a reason. Some people are very direct as it pertains to what they feel and what they yeah. want, um, and that's totally understandable. And some people aren't. You know what I mean? Some people don't really have the you know the go getter type attitude of where it, it is what it is or it's not. You know, like let's chat, let's talk. I so for me. Since you don't understand why I, I have And let me just break it down because when I get on there and I see profiles that say, I'm looking for friends, look for the, uh, what is it called? The plug. Or I'm looking plug? for. Plug? Yes. Wait a minute. What terminology is that? Those are people that? who like to um, engage in. Um, I love how you're trying to figure out how to put this together. <laughs> <laughs> I like to engage in um, cloudy atmospheres. Oh, who like oh, why are you just didn't say people who like to get smoke? Like, I just don't want to put them out there like that. But that's okay, so they looking for they're looking for weed. Yeah, okay. But the but then when you get on Twitter, it's like oh yeah, the weed man came over and then bam. So you know? okay, wait, wait. <laughs> okay, because I didn't know screwing around with their weed man was a thing. On Twitter is a thing, and I don't know if this is like the real thing or this is just like a like a headline to get you to watch it. Because I'm like, it very well could be the weed man. Maybe I can start smoking weed because <laughs> how long did how many conversations did y'all have before you came to right, break right. it? Right, right. Like how did how did that become a conversation? Or <laughs> y'all just like, do you just go to your weed man's house or he comes to your house, drop off what he you know what you pay for? And are y'all meeting these guys on Jack and Tinder? Because, and then I mean, all on of a sudden, yeah, and then all of a sudden y'all are screwing. 
Yeah, because I, I just don't get it. Are they like, oh yeah, the UPS man dropped off my box and I dropped Listen, off my Listen, like you, my my maintenance man came by and he had to fix the radiator or whatever. Yeah, and he, uh, and while body. he was fixing the radiator, he also <laughs> fixed my radiator. Like what? <laughs> how 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 do you propose? And this is why I can't. I don't understand. I don't understand. Now, mind you, in my mind that's hot. You know, I if mean, the maintenance man came over, mind, that's you know, off the UPS. But, now, uh, I did, now, I'm going to tell you something. I did, back in, when I was with my parents, um, the UPS guy, me and him did have sex. But there was no dating apps then. So, he came off and dropped, he came over and dropped a package. And he off. dropped off a few packages. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> and a few children. But, um, yeah, he, he came over, he dropped off a package for my mom. And he went back outside. He was sitting outside for a while. And I don't know if I was, like, horny that day or something or what. Or I don't remember how, like, the initial conversation ended up happening. That's my question. How but, did you um, proposition... It was so young, long ago. I really couldn't tell you. How how did you proposition the man... But I will tell you this. He had... His dick was not that big. This was the first person I actually came off of without touching myself. That's the bottom. Okay, say that one more time. So his dick wasn't that big, but... When we had sex, uh, we were having sex with missionary, and I, like, came without touching myself. Oh, okay. That's possible. I think it was, like, a prostate massager. Yeah, pretty much. My prostate massages aren't that big, so that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know what happens with the show is we tend to trail off into conversations based upon Aaron's experiences. So if you're listening and we trail off, it, it's, it's Aaron's fault. Um, <laughs> primarily, let's just put that out there. But well, this is on in line of what we were talking about. It, it well, not that his penis was small and then it was a prostate. Massage. Well, I mean, I was very shocked. That that <laughs> <happened>. <laughs> so. so okay, so back to being propositioned by random people, right. you know, workers that you wouldn't normally proposition, or dating apps versus. Um, hookup apps. Hook, hook apps. So, again, I'm the, I'm just, and I know there are other people out here like this. So you, there if, are a lot of people that are like you. That if, if you are, please comment you. when you listen to the podcast. I don't that understand. we, so we can unite. You know, and because I'm big on energy. There's actually a link if you guys are listening in the um, podcast that will let you actually give your voice response on Anchor. Oh, nice. Um, so if you click on that, you can give us your response. We'll respond to it. Yeah, or you can join our mailing list. If you're like Dwayne, you can respond. If you're like me, you can respond to that. <laughs> I just, I'm big on energy. I think your energy is the only thing that you see, possess. That's what, okay, so for me, the energy has to be already, like, it don't take long for me to, to catch energy. So, like, um, if I'm talking to you on a hookup app, I'm already gauging what the energy is based off of what you're saying to me. I, I can't agree with that. Because, and this okay. is the reason why, Okay. because people will perpetrate for whatever the reason is if they want whatever they Just want. Just keep that energy when you get to my house. But that energy, <laughs> but it's, it, that's, it's like catfishing energy. Like you keep can, it, keep as long as you have when you get no, to the house, I'm okay no. with that. They get to your house and it's, it's. But don't hit me up after we do the do and go to go. And then don't have that energy because you're not coming back. No. That's, well, most of the times they don't come back anyway because I'm like <laughs> moved on. So it was literally it's to like get the, your plug, and that was it. Yeah, it's like when you um, when your lights go out, and then the electrician has to come. You don't get the same electrician every time. What kind of analogy <laughs> is that? 
when the gas company comes to cut your gas off, the same person doesn't come cut the gas off every time. It's a different people. Uh, okay. Just the same company, Listen. which is Jack or Grant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> These, this analogy does not make any sense. That was sense. good. I'm about to write that down. That was good for you? That was good okay. for me. That was pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> So, okay. <laughs> In the room, I'm talking Why about... Why am I like this? I love that you're like this because it's a great balance. Um, in the realm of talking about hookup apps versus dating apps, um, I also want to mention as we, as we're talking about dating or hookup apps specifically, sorry, um, that, you know, just be careful. We, we always want to talk about, I mean, we we talk about some little raw situations here, but we also want to make sure that you are careful. Um, a lot of our trans brothers and sisters are dying because of apps and a lot of our, our LGBTQ so let me ask you this since we're here yeah um what is being careful to you because you know there are a lot of us in this community we don't believe in condoms so when I say careful mm-hmm. what I mean by is use your ju- your best judgment okay right if you're on dating apps that's your prerogative that's what you want to do if you're on hookup apps that's your prerogative that's what you want to do if you're going to sex parties if you're going to sex parties that's your prerogative that's what you want to do but just be mindful that your life is you know in jeopardy in some case in some form you're you're putting your life in other people's hands um, whether it is with your, you know, having sex unprotected, whether it is being in a, a space or a place that you're unfamiliar with, you know, going up to somebody's house that you don't know, you know, things of that nature. Like you just kind of have to keep your guard up and it, as it pertains to, you know, and use your best judgment when it, when, when you're trying to explore sexually. I'm I would not, just say be prepared for the repercussions. Mm, and I, okay. the only reason why I say that is because some people, and I'm guilty of this. Um, you know, I walk into it blindly and whatever happens, it happens. And I thank God that nothing bad has happened, but, you know, that's how I walk into some situations, especially on that night that I just need to get it done and get it done. And the reality is, is that we all have. I mean, yeah. none of the, neither one of us specifically are uh, exempt from putting ourselves in what could have been a treacherous, dangerous situation. Right. So, um, you know. And I'm going to tell you something. I always pray before I go I do. I'm like, God, you already know I'm going, so let's just go ahead and have a conversation now. Um, please don't let nobody stab me, shoot me, kill me, push me down those steps. Um, you don't let no people come here and gangbang me, nothing like that. Like, just let me go and do what I want to do and come out the same way I want to. What kind of prayer is that? I, that's a real that's prayer. A real. <laughs> that's a real prayer. That's okay. It's a real prayer. And God hears me because, you know, I haven't, it happened to me. Have anything happened to you? Not going gotcha. anything in the house, but. <laughs> again whether you pray about it or not just make sure that you are safe uh, while you are exploring do you know why I do that though um, in Ohio we had a club called Boma it was actually an old church oh. and um, if my hears that she's going to kill me because I'm saying this but I told her I said that's the safest place I feel like going to because God already lived in that place and that was my that was my mind frame that she agreed with me and she agreed okay because <laughs> so, we 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 the same kind of people um, and so I said I feel safe because God already lived in this house like the worship and everything is already going on so I don't feel like I'm gonna go into this place some bad stuff people went in there thinking like oh yeah I'm gonna come out and God's gonna be like 
wrecked my car and because I shouldn't have been in here. I'm like, he already lived here. Like, what? No. Communion's in the back. Like, we're good. There was, a, there was a club in New York, um, and I think it's off of 7th, that was a church. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a club currently anymore. It's like a shopping yeah, area. Not either. Yeah, but it, it, it was a club at one point in time. And it, there was always, I, I, I always felt conflicted in going in to spaces that were our, like edifices at one point for whatever reason. Um, just because I'm just like, it, it was used for one thing, then it should be used for that thing. But that's just my personal opinion. I'm a person where I just want to make peace with where I'm at. Right. And if that's how I'm going to make peace, God lived here. He partied I'm here, good. I'm partying here too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what's our next topic for, for this section of the uh, Affairs of the Heart podcast? What's next? So I really want to talk about ghosting. Okay. Um, I So if you follow me on Twitter, um, that's one of the posts that I posted. It Please about follow him on Twitter. Ghosting. It's so nasty. It's so debonair uh, without the O in debonair. Keep the S, I mean the O and so take the O out of Debonair. Um, but so I posted a post about ghosting and I got into a big debate with a guy because he said that um, you're not responsible for anybody else's feelings. There are people that think that way. And those are, and you know, I, in that instance, I feel like Tammy Rowland, when she told people who hurt people who hurt people, there's hurt people who get fucked up. And the same thing with people who do that, like, you are a fucked up person because you shouldn't do that. Like, that's very, that's, and, and the reason why I feel like I have such a big problem with that is because when me and my ex broke up, it was, it took a long time for closure. Okay. And it was an emotional jail for me. It was like, well, what, like, what happened? Why are we together? Like, why did we break up? Things like that. And so when you just automatically just disappear, like, if it was like a sexual experience, goodbye, have a good day. But if we were dating, like we had spent time together on the phone or we were spent time together going on dates and all of a sudden you just disappear, to me that is problematic. So I was going to, so my question to you was going to be what, because what level of ghosting is unacceptable? What I mean by, what I mean by that is okay. like you just said, if we were just went on a couple of dates and then we don't talk anymore. Or, I mean, no, 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 uh, no, 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 we, no, not if, a couple of dates. Okay. If we hooked up, we did the do with the go and then you left and left. I'm okay with that. Okay. But if we're dating, we spend time like getting to know each other and then I'm calling you and like, I don't get no response back or um, I have to wait weeks or your pattern changes. Okay. That's where I, have an issue. Okay. So why do you think people ghost? Because they're ignorant. I mean, I, I don't really have a really good answer because I would never do that. So I have, I've been ghosted. And you've been ghosted? And I have ghosted. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, let, me sit, let me sit my drink. I need to hear about this. So I have, I have been on both sides of the coin here. Um, okay. I've been ghosted, and obviously, it's not a good feeling. Obviously, I mean, it's not. It's not something that you enjoy. If somebody wants to, they should have enough, uh, you know, respect for themselves, or just well with all to be like, "Hey, this is why I don't think that we should talk anymore." Right. 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 They should have that uh, that much respect for you and that much respect for themselves to be right. like, "Hey, now, have I, uh, with me being the ghoster." 
Um, why, let's 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 break this down. Okay. So why have you ghosted someone? Um. Okay. It it could be various reasons. Okay. Right. Um. If we went on a couple dates mm-hmm. and um you said or did something that might have rubbed me the wrong way. Okay. Um. I've I've just not answered texts or calls. But why can't you just say I didn't like what you so, said? So. So this, and actually, this has happened recently to me, where I, I know this is terrible, where I, I just stopped responding okay. for a while until okay. this person was kind of persistent and was like, "Hey, what's going on?" Because that's me. I'm gonna be calling you. I'm gonna be texting you. I'm sending up smoke signals. <laughs> Hello, like I'm here. What's going on? So we finally had a conversation. Okay. Right. We because he finally I, I was like okay listen not because he wasn't letting that go. He wasn't, and so I I I literally was like this is why you my kind of people whoever you are. <laughs> <laughs> I I literally had to say this is why I stopped communicating with you. Okay. Right now, how did that go for you? It was good because I had to I had to. I ghosted for a period of time before we confronted the conversation right. because I had to figure out why I was uncomfortable. So you didn't know why you were uncomfortable. I didn't know initially why I was uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but then I had to kind of like go through the process of what happened, what, what was said that made me uncomfortable, mm-hmm. what place that put me in. It had something to do with my past. Mm-hmm. Like I had to like, I, I'm So an, you had to analyze. The whole I am, I'm an analyzer. I okay. am. So I had to analyze the whole situation to be like, so, why was I uncomfortable? So what was the time frame before you got tired of him blowing you up that you actually responded? Uh, let's see. Um, it was probably like three or four weeks. Where where he that is but it wasn't it wasn't consistent like he wasn't consistently blowing me up. He was like, hey after three days I'm like bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> Hello Hello I, be, again because I'm an analyzer, like I have to figure out why I feel a certain type of way. Okay. And that's understandable. And, for a few days. Yeah. Well, I mean it may not take me a few days. I might got some other stuff going on. So I don't, you know. So I literally, it took me a couple of weeks to be like, let me really kind of hone in on why this has made me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Let me trace it back to what my issues are. Because I'm not, I'm never one to be like, I'm, I don't blame other people for my insecurities and my issues. Okay. Right? So I have to be able to be like, okay, Dwayne, what's going on? Like, why, why did this make you feel a certain type of way? Mm-hmm. What headspace did just put you in? Mm-hmm. Why do you feel, you know, like I have to go through all of that. So once we finally had the conversation and I said to him, this is exactly why I stopped communicating with you. And I listed what, what had transpired and he, how did he take that? He actually understood. Took it very well. He took it very well. He was like, okay, you know, I I can see how you would feel a certain type of way about this. So I just want to pause this. So for the person (laughs) who had the argument on Twitter, this is exactly what I'm talking about. All you have to do is just give a, a person that closure because you have to realize in life as a gay man, we have gone through life without closure for a lot of different things. And I'm not going to dig deep into that, but there are so many things that we have gone through life with no closure on. Um, and for you to be like building something with someone and, or you felt like it was going in a good direction and then for you to just like cut it off, like it's so disheartening to have to go through that because it's like, Am I a fucked up person or 
you know, did I do something wrong or what could I have done better or different or, you know, it's, it's a, so it's a self-evaluation sometimes for people who are mature when you tell them why this is not why this worked instead of just ghosting them. And then they go into another situation doing the same thing they did before, not knowing why, not knowing why. Mm-hmm. people are not, you know, connecting. Yeah. I think also to, um, speaking to the, I guess what would seem to be oppression of uh, the, the gay man specifically. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a lot of baggage. A lot. We have a lot of baggage, whether it's dealing with our families, yes. whether it's dealing with, you know, society and our yes. friends, um, whether it's dealing with our work environments, you know, and, and what that brings to, you know, to our lives. And so, you know, I totally understand why uh, psychologically it's an issue when we have we have so many insecurities right whether you want to admit it or not we all have baggage right and and i think ultimately what we all want is somebody that's going to unpack those bags with us okay so i don't want someone's going to unpack bags with me okay i want someone who is going to be okay with me unpacking my bags okay like me dealing with my own issues because my issues aren't your issues well, um, not necessarily that, that I like if you're dating somebody mm-hmm. um, and they're I'm not saying take my baggage on with you, but but you shouldn't be the trigger to me unpacking, unpacking my bag. Well, trigger in the aspect of if we're getting to know each other, mm-hmm. I willingly want to help you be a better person. But you should also want to be want to be a better person without you being there, whether well, you're there course. or not. Of course. And but, a lot of people be and talking about all oh, I'm completed and things like that. To me, a relationship's never going to complete you. You need to be completing yourself every day. I think that's two two totally different things, right? So, like your what what your self worth and your self work mm-hmm. is yours, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Nobody adding a person to that is right. not going to help and or hinder. Uh, well, that's not true. It should rather let me say it should not. <laughs> let me say it should not. Not that it won't or will, but it should not hinder. Like I, you should have enough. Like okay, I'll give you a perfect example. Okay, I'm single. Okay, and I'm single for a reason, right? I'm single because I know that there are things that I have to unpack on my own. There's okay. things that I still have to learn about Dwayne. There's things that I want to learn about Dwayne. There's things that I think that I should know about myself so that my foundation is solid and secure okay. so that when I do get into a relationship that that does not deter nor does it it change my foundation of myself. That's a tricky situation. Though. Why do you say that? Because what if someone coming into your life helps you with that? That's great. But but my but but no, no, no. but my building of that foundation does not rely on them helping me because I'm doing the work. Well, I, okay, I understand, I understand that. But a lot of people, especially in our community, were like, oh, "I'm not ready for relationship because I haven't gotten through all this stuff." Like, I don't think that you should. It's almost like having like you know having a baby like. You never prepare for that. Mm. There are people who wait, and even when you have the baby, you can never be 100% prepared for that baby because you don't know what personality you birth. This baby could be a perfect baby. It could be a baby from hell. You don't know. Your analogies are great. 
I just want to say I want to but a relationship is a new life to me because it's two lives combining into each other. So whether or not Dwayne is together, when Dwayne and Aaron get together, it could be a whole different dynamic. Indeed. However, I still have to be okay with Dwayne. I still have to make sure that even, even if Dwayne and Aaron are not together mm. or never get together, you see what I'm saying? I still have to make sure my foundation... I can say even if we don't get together... But I don't feel like, I feel like if Aaron came into, into Dwayne's life, Aaron could make it a little bit easier sometimes. Sure. And, but, but or, maybe, or maybe Aaron, or maybe, it's not about relying on that because you don't know what you're, like, that's the baby analogy. Like, you just don't know what you're walking into. And it could be, it could be a catch-22 because it could make it worse. Exactly. But I wouldn't hold off on... Being in a relationship now, I will say this. If you are just getting out of a relationship, I will say take time. But if you like years out of that thing and you still trying to get Dwayne together, that to me is a little excessive. Like it's like, how long is it going to take for Dwayne to get Dwayne together? But why does there have to? And this is this is a great. It's not topic. a time frame. It's not a time no, no, frame. no, no, no. It no, is it's because not. you just asked. You asked it's how not. long is it going to take? I'm and, and, I'm, and, I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not asking for a specific time frame. But what I'm saying is, at some point, that's a crutch. So no, but here here's the here's the other aspect to this. I'm not putting a time frame on. How long it's gonna take me to? But get maybe to you should put some. Um, what do they call goal? What is it? Uh, Short term, long term, long term goals on that. Uh, I mean, I think that's also a level of of being slightly unrealistic too. Because what 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 happens if I say okay, my short term goal? Every time you is, set goals, I mean, you actually meet them. It means you work towards them. But who's to say that I'm not working towards? Goal. But you shouldn't still be in the same place that you were Who in. Said I'm in the same place. I didn't say that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. What are we? Wait. Well, you're no. I want you to catch what I'm saying though, because people have been in 15 years without a relationship, saying, "Oh, I'm happy being single because I need to figure out who I am." It's taking you 15 years. But why? And, and no, 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 no. It should not take you 15 years to figure out who why you not? are. Why not? So, okay, but wait. Let's, because let's... what are you lacking? Like, what are you not doing that is taking you this amount of time? But who's to say? And not saying that you haven't been through any traumatic things in your life, but are you using the tools that are available to you to get there? Who's to say they're not? So, like, let me give you a perfect example. Let me give you, let me give you a perfect example. Before you give me that example, okay. we just talked about counseling. Indeed. The last episode. How many people do you know are in counseling as of today? Do you know a lot of people? I know at least about six people that six are in counseling. And you have 5,000 friends on Facebook. That doesn't mean I know so, all 5,000. No, wait a minute. You don't, now. You don't, you don't know that. No. I'm just saying that. But if you know 5,000 people on Facebook, you've came across the people in your life. What does... And to me, I feel like you... Cannot I? Don't, you made me lose track, but I was going somewhere with that. But okay, okay. Let me give you an example of a, a situation or an instance where this it takes time to get to know yourself in that in that time frame, okay. right? Okay. So you mentioned somebody being single for fifteen years for whatever reasons, you know, and you feel like that's too long. That's right, way too long. So let me give you an example. 
So my, for me, and I'm using myself as an example, um, one of the, 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 the issues or one of my, my past um, scars is dealing with my father. Okay. So, just to give a very small brief history, and I'm going to write a book about it, so I'll let, I won't share too much, but um, when I was eight, I found out that the person that I'm named after was not my father. We had a blood test. He's not my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, so, then I'm kind of like wandering, you know, up until that point, I, he was my father. So, now I'm like, okay, who's, you know, who's my dad? I meet my real father. I meet my brother, and I meet my grandmother, my dad's mother. Okay. Um my father has never really been in my life for various reasons that I had no idea of. Okay. Right? Okay. And so about two years ago, uh, or three years ago, you know, I went to the town that my father's from. I met family members that I've never met before, you know, and I literally sat at a dining room table with him and we hashed out a uncensored conversation as it pertains to why he was never a part of my life and why he felt like he needed you know, he, he, whatever his perspective of the story was, right? Okay, okay. So I was able to pinpoint and tie into some of the insecurities that I have based upon that situation with my father, right? right so right. again, so learning about myself, I wasn't, uh, this has taken time, right? You know, I was able to tie into some of my insecurities, some of my, you know, qualms about being in relationships or rejection mm-hmm. or all of those things tie into this soul situation with my father. Okay. So again, it's, it just takes some time for you to get so to know since, yourself. So since you've things. done that, what type of work have you done to deal with that when it comes to dating? So I have identified that I have a really big issue with rejection. Okay. I have a humongous issue with rejection and it has nothing to do with anyone else, mm-hmm. it has everything to do with the fact that my father didn't want me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, going to counseling, talking to counselors, going, you know, working out situations in that aspect to say, okay, why is this such a big deal for you? How can you move past it? Mm-hmm. What can you do to be able to, you know, that, that rejection not being a trigger? I can go to auditions, movie auditions and commercial auditions and, and be rejected a thousand times and not bother me. But when it comes to matters of the heart, mm-hmm. it is a huge humongous issue for me Um, and so again like I said I can it's a matter of unpacking why this is how can I make this not an issue for me and how can I move forward in a relationship to where it's an issue have you gone through counseling from since this I haven't okay so that is on my list to do can I flip this around on you sure can I be the devil's advocate here we go so me and my dad lived in the house together my entire life we never had a relationship it was literally like oh my gosh this is my relationship it was literally like walk, watching The Walking Dead. It was like he was like a zombie to me because he was there, but he wasn't present in my life. Um, and I fought for that because I never understood why we didn't really have a relationship besides the fact that I felt like he knew I was gay. Mm-hmm. Um, and from the jokes that were made in my family, I knew that's what it really was to me in my mind. The flip side of that was when I came out, he was the very first person to say to me, you're my son and I love you. And since that day, our relationship has been amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the middle of that, I went to counseling and I remember watching Basketball Wise and Evelyn, Evelyn Lozada had, uh, went to counseling, which is what triggered me to go, even though I went to with my mom. It triggered me to go because uh, her counselor had her write a letter to her younger self. Right. 
And I talked to my counselor about it. I was like, you know, I, I feel like I should do that. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, well, let's do it and let's see what, what happens. And I remember writing that letter. And it was such an emotional letter to me because it was actually like I physically seen myself as that little kid. And I apologize about everything that happened to me as a kid, as an adult. Even though I had no control over it, the kid that I seen that day was okay with that apology. Mm-hmm. And it really made me and my dad's relationship a lot better. Not only with that, but just through the sexual abuse that I went through and things like that. Like, to me, you never are going to ever be able to stop working on yourself. And you're never going to ever be able to stop working on relationships that you have with people, which is why I don't really have a closed door with people with when it comes to disagreements and, you know, people falling out with each other because a disagreement is a disagreement. But if the love was there at some point, um, I feel like, you know, we believe in God. He doesn't have a cutoff policy. So why do we have one? And so every time that I, I follow somebody, I may fall off for a few weeks or a month or whatever, but in my mind, it's always like, well, how do I, how do I repair this? Well, sometimes reconciliation is not an option. Even if it's not with the physical person, it's with you as, as like with the letter to myself, it was a reconciliation for me to me. Okay. And so to me, that's how I felt like that was okay. I will never get apologies from a lot of people that I deserve an apology from. Mm-hmm. But I apologize to myself in that in that state in that stage of my life, and I feel like in my forties I want to go back and do another letter to my thirties, mm, you know. And, and 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 the things that I did in my thirties, what I'm gonna do different in my forties, it, it needs to be different. So I'm going to strive to do that, and I want to get to a, a place where I can go back and I can talk to my thirty-year-old self. In my 40-year-old self and say, I apologize for these things, that I let you go through these things, that I let you experience these things, um, and, and tell my 30-year-old self the lessons that I learned being 40 at, while I was going through my 30s. I think that's, that's healthy. I think it's wise. I think it's... Because you're not always going to get an apology. You're not always going to get closure. And my relationship taught me that the most that you're not always going to be able to get closure from that person or that thing that did you wrong, but you have to give you closure. And that, and that's why that analogy, the apologies for you more than this for the other person really makes sense to me because those apologies that I give to myself and that closure that I give myself is more important than anything. I agree. I agree. I mean, if a, a lot of the cases where, as I mentioned, when reconciliation is not an option, that is an alternative. Yeah. So that's totally understandable. Um, I just got off the soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, next topic? Where are we going? We're, I mean, where can we go? <laughs> Goodness gracious. Um, that was good, though. Like, I, I seriously, and the stuff that I always be want to say to people, because we do hold grudges for so long with people. Even with the friends that we have and things that we go through, people that we really have genuine relationships with, we hold on to that hurt. It's like, oh, you know, my cutoff game, my fallback game is strong. Even with dating and, you know, not talking about after we fall back, you know, it's strong. But it leaves a space in people's lives that 
they never get closure from, and you go on with your life like nothing ever happened, but there's no closure for that other person. And that's why I really have an issue with that um, ghosting thing. And I think with, you know, ghosting and not having closure, things of that nature, it does leave a bit of anxiety. It leaves wounds, it leaves anxiety. It does. It, you know, I was just having this conversation last night with a friend of mine in regards to, um, as I've gotten older, I have built up anxiety for some odd reason being in gay settings. So like really? I don't That's like, why you don't go out. I do not like to go out. Yeah. At all yeah. Because it makes me extremely anxious. Um Why? <laughs> I um and, and you know what's crazy is I'm such an introvert, but I always go out. Like it doesn't like, like it. I I love it because it challenges me to actually go and talk to strangers. Or it challenges me because I'm a person where I'm not going to shoot my shot. You're going to shoot your shot before I shoot my shot. But it challenges me. Huh? I, I couldn't either. <laughs> or football, or baseball, or tennis, or golf. I mean, I play football. Or kickball. Yeah. But I can't do none of it. Because I'm not that person. But when I go out and when I drink a little bit, like it just gives me a little bit more courage. To the point where now, as an adult, sometimes if it's like something I really, really want to go for, I'll go for it. I'm, but I'm only going to give you a little bit. <laughs> and if you ain't catching that bait, I'm just going to reel it, reel it, and I'm going to move on. I am I am the complete opposite. I do not like, you know, there are a couple of clubs here in Atlanta. And <laughs> you will not catch me there. If you see me there, you know what I've, I've learned? it has to, I have to be with someone else that I trust, mm-hmm. that I feel safe around. Like, if, if you see me and Aaron out, it's because I trust Aaron and I'm comfortable with being in a space. And I did not drink that night. And Aaron has not drank that <laughs> I don't really But if you see me and Aaron out, it's because I trust him and I know that I'm safe or secure with someone else. I, you'll never see me in a, in a space by myself. Um, you may see me in, like, a, a restaurant that is also a gay establishment or, you know, a frequently gay establishment. You'll see me there by myself because I'm hungry. But you won't, like, you won't see me at Bulldogs. You won't see me at any other space. You know, but what's weird is I'm really kind of like that. Like, if my if I call my friends and they're like, oh, I'm not going out, I want to go out. But there are some nights where I'm just like, I want to push myself just to see, you know, if I'm able to to catch a conversation or things like that. Like, I really, literally, and I said it's the last podcast, I've been thrown into this life. That's it. You've been, <laughs> you've been and I don't, into this life. It's like, well, I mean, you know, I, I walked into a relationship and now I'm by myself. So I really have been, now that my life is settled, I've been challenging myself a little bit. So it's like, you know, I will go out sometimes by myself just to see if I can grasp a conversation with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and not even just like to, to have a, a like something that's going to be ongoing. I just see if I can hold the conversation. And which is and what's weird is I can get on here and do it, but I can't go out in public and do it. it so I've been challenging bad. myself to see if, if it's something that I can do. When you ask me why it makes me uncomfortable, and I think it's because um, I have to feel safe. When mm-hmm. I when I first came out... And what makes you not feel safe going out to a club or a bar? As I've gotten older, it's just... 
everybody's vying for everybody else's attention or mm-hmm. you're with your cliques and your you know your your people and so it's just not a space for a single person in my opinion it just makes me uncomfortable not single as in like dating single but just, just not one, with a group of friends yeah if you're not yeah, with a group yeah, of friends yeah. right so like and and i have that analogy because when i first came out i had um, and I'm sure Major will hear this at some point, but I have my best friend Major who now lives here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But when we started going out, I was very young. Mm-hmm. And he made sure every time that we went out, we were together. Yes. And he made sure that if we, if I you know, was at the club and met somebody, he made sure he was like, okay, well, we still, we're we leaving together because we came here together. Now, yeah. what you do out, you know, once we leave the that club. That was a good best friend. Is a, yeah, no, he was literally, he has literally been my best friend for almost My best friend was like, yes, we're going out together, but if I meet somebody, you and your No, like we, <laughs> we came in together, we leave together, but, you know, what happens after we leave together is a different situation. Mm-hmm. Like he just, he, he protected me and he made sure that I was taken care of. And as I've gotten older, you know, I don't have that kind of relationship or friendship with people, yeah. specifically here in Atlanta. So I'm not, you know, I just choose not to. I'm not a clubber. I, there's nothing in that space for me. See, for me, it's different because I, when I got into broadcasting, this was my life. Mm. Um, I work for magazines. I work for Radio 1. So you would go out all so, the time. It was my job, yeah. so I'm used to this atmosphere, and it wasn't even just to go out and drink and meet people. It was just like it was work. So like it's so different. Like this weekend, I sit at home all weekend, and I felt like I have more anxiety about sitting at home than being out because it's like I feel like I should have been out doing something, but I was at home and I got good rest. But in my spirit, like I don't feel like I really got that much rest. <laughs> Because you was not Because I wasn't out doing something. Um, and so, you know, this gave me gave me some kind of rest because it's like I'm doing something. Yeah. Now, if you invite me to something, you know, then I will make every effort to attend. I'm not that type of person. Like, I'm just not a hermit completely. You know, like I went to a little birthday situation, a little house party gathering last mm-hmm. night, and it was great. Um, but I didn't stay long for that very reason. <laughs> um, you know, I was just by yourself. Well, I went by myself, but I was around people that I Did knew. You? Okay, I'm not gonna say I trusted them, but I knew. Them. Okay, so you know, I was like, okay, you know, I'll go. I might like to do something. I, my friends having a um, it's called cookies and cocktails. Okay, it's a nice little event, house gathering, um, with a lot of mature people, and we play games. And, and that those are types of like atmospheres that. that I enjoy, like uh, a lounge. You know, or like a house gathering, a little yeah. kickback, a little house party, whatever. You'll see you a lot of things that region. I do now. I mean, most of what I do now is that. Right. Like, I don't really even be out at bars like that as much. Um, I think I've exhausted that. If you are in your 30s and 40s and you're shaking it down at... Um, if I go out, I'm not shaking it down. <laughs> but I'm there. I mean, you, you might be holding up the wall. I might give it a little... It one, no, I ain't holding up the wall. I'm outside in the patio have a conversation. But I'm a very, when I drink, I'm a very conversational person. I love to talk to people when I drink because it takes it takes me out of my element because I'm such an introvert. So I can have conversations I would never have. Or I'll be able to talk to people with, with, that I would never talk to when I drink a little bit because I, I'm very introverted. It's like, it gives me anxiety to talk to people that I don't, even when I'm at work and I'm calling people on the phone, I'm like, you know what? All right, bye. Have a good day. 
people at work are like, no, you don't want this stuff. And they argue with the people back and forth. I'm like, you don't want that. Okay, have a good day. Have a good day. My, my sales go up and down all the time. But I'm not that person. Now, if they let me drink at work, I'll be arguing with you down. I'll Can you imagine? My, my sales will be off the chain. <laughs> they might promote me, but, you know, I, I, I can't drink at work. But I'm, I'm a very introverted person. And I saw a guy on Twitter that I, felt, I thought he was a very outward person. He was saying that today. He's like, I'm a very shy person. I'm like, really? I have a, a so a speaking of Twitter and conversations, I have had a couple of conversations. I have a coworker who has a very great uh, free Twitter page. It is very great. It's not me. It's not true. <laughs> but his is very great. And he's a coworker. So it's uh-huh. very interesting because, you know, um, as a flight attendant, you know, we we have so many different aspects of our lives yeah. that people know and or don't know. Um, but we had that conversation. It was like, he was like, I'm very shy. I was like, I would have had no idea because your freak Twitter page be popping. <laughs> um, so... Like you are right. Like, <laughs> what? Um, so it, it, it's, it just, it speaks to different varieties of people that are out there. I'm sure there are people out there that are like me. They're just, you know, you, you all big about energy. There's a lot of people like, there are, there are a lot of people that are like you that are like that. And like, it'd be the, it'd be the people you think are the most outgoing. Right. Because I can and get, I can be in any setting and be comfortable. Yeah. Like I can be in a big group. I can be in a Like I'll gathering. tell you, I was just listening to Terry Theory's podcast, um, this week. Cause I've listened to all the LGBT podcasts. We are so glad to be joining you guys, by the way. Yes, but anyway, we are. Um, I was listening to his podcast, and he was talking being like he doesn't go out, and um, because of his, you know, he wants to make sure his meal prep is good, his health is good, things like that. And when I see him on social media, I'm thinking like he's out at everything, but that wasn't the case. But just listen to the podcast, let me know that. And I think a lot of people. I mean, there's a lot of people that are like that that you see on social media. Um, <laughs> That are really not out like that. Even me, like, people think I'm a very outgoing person. Like, well, I've been told I have the resting bitch face. You do. I, I don't understand you that. You do. <laughs> you look like, if you approach me, I'm about to fuck your entire world up. Is what you look like when people look at you. And I'm not even, I'm not joking. Like, I, that's exactly how you look like. Don't come over and fuck up, say anything to me. I never understood that. I never understood that's that. That's just your face. I feel like I'm the nicest person in the world. Of course you would. But... <laughs> I don't know what the wrestling bitch face looks like. It, I want you to take a picture of yourself just randomly while you're just standing in you know a corner somewhere. Yeah, somebody's about to do that and so I can see it. Right. Because I, I feel like I'm not a person that's not approachable. Maybe that's not my dating life. I don't know. Well, I will also say that for me, like, it's really... People have said that I am... Un- they think that I'm unapproachable. As well, because they just look at me and think I'm just not gonna. You don't see that? Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, But also, I have, because I I have this consistent conversation with a friend of mine who thinks that I am just a celebrity in the LGBT community. And I'm. From the movie. uh, Whether it's. Okay, so listen, while we're talking about it, let's just get it out (laughs) right now. I am the Dwayne Q from (laughs) Street Behavior. If you've watched the podcast, I mean, I watched the web series on YouTube and or uh, other social media outlets. I'm also the Dwayne Q from the movie The Skinny, uh, Patrick Ian Polk's The Skinny, starring Jesse Smollett. I was one of the rapists along with Derek Briggs uh, <laughs> in the movie. But people just seem to think that I am this big celebrity, and I don't see it at all. I'm, like, 
from the day that I met you, I never thought you were not approachable. That's wonderful. I'm really grateful but that maybe you feel that Maybe because I'm a rest of bitch face. So. Well, right. You'd be like, well, I mean, ain't nobody going to approach me, but if I'm going to approach everybody. If right? they approach me, I can approach them. <laughs> we, we the same kind of people. Like, I am, I just, I don't understand why people think, I, I, I personally don't think that I've done anything that would warrant me to be a celebrity within the LGBT community. I'm not T.S. Madison. I'm not any of these other... I mean, you have done some pretty big things, though. Big? I mean, any if you've been on... Uh, well, yeah, you're on the skinny. That's big. That's huge. But even the web series, like, people take that stuff serious. Okay, and how serious they take it? Like, I was at work. I'm, again, a flight attendant, and I was in the airport, mm-hmm. and literally somebody chased me down because they were fans of... The web series. Someone chased me down for being on the radio. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, if they're chasing me down, they haven't seen me. Right. But they follow me on social media, I could just imagine. I mean, but I don't... I for Hear me when I say this clearly. I do not consider myself above anybody within the community. I don't think that I... But I'm, just because you don't consider yourself, that doesn't mean... That's right, but I want to make sure, I want to make it clear that it came from the horse's mouth, that because I have done those things, I do not consider myself anything, I'm still looking for the next big thing, because you're only as big as your your previous, you, have to you know, going. big thing, right? Yeah, so, The Skinny came out, how many years ago? Almost six or seven or eight years ago. At this has point. it been that long? It has. Really? Mm-hmm. 2012, I think? 11 or 12? Yeah. So it's been out for a while and people have seen it. Now, when people, now here's the thing. Let me, let me also put out this disclaimer. If you approach me and be like, oh, the rapist, I'm going to correct you. Because I approach you like that. Yeah, right. (laughs) I'm going to correct you because Dwayne is not a rapist. That was a character that I played. So if you approach me and be like, oh, 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 he's a rapist. No, he's not. Like, (laughs) or I get people that are pissed off at me to this day that are like, you raped that boy and like it was it wasn't me it was the character that I played like come on <laughs> <laughs> like it 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 is I, I'm Dwayne get to know Dwayne and then you can correlate anything else that I've ever done yeah when I go back home it's kind of like that for me because I was on commercials and stuff right so they're like oh yeah you're the guy and I forgot what the quote I said on the commercial was but they always recite that and I'm like it's so funny how you... How I'm people, like 36. How you stick out in people's minds to, to particular things. Yeah. Like, I'm a big movie my, Let me tell you something that I love going home. My friends that make a big deal out of me when I'm at home, uh, the ones that still live there, they're like, oh, you better get his autograph now because you know he's on the radio and this and that. I'm like, and then I'm like, a, I'm like a grain of salt. Right. <laughs> I get, you know, I, like, I, have, I have those same friends too that really. They make a big deal out of me. I love it because it's like, I love the support that I get from people from home. But I'm like, I, have, I, I haven't even touched the surface. Exactly. Like when Tyler Perry calls and says he needs us to do a movie or something, yeah. that's yeah. even that's not even the biggest thing that's ever going to happen at this point. If I'm working consistently, then you can say I'm doing the yeah, biggest absolutely. thing I've ever done. Right? Yeah. So I, within the community, I think it's great. But. I'm not a, you know, now what I will do is I love, and I've done this to a couple of the uh, LGBT centers here in Atlanta, they will do a screening of the skinny, mm-hmm. and then I'll come and do a talk back. Okay, that's like, dope. And we talk about, you know, the, the subject matter do, of I the I would love to do stuff like that more. I, I would love to talk to um, the LGBT youth that are coming up behind us, um, especially when it comes to dating because of the type of dating that I did. Um, and the marriage that I had. Because he's had a lot of sex, according to the last podcast. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and I, I, I want to uh, educate them on the things that they should not do based on my experiences. Do you feel like the LGBTQ youth today are unreachable? No. And I don't know about everywhere else. I just know from my cousins that are coming out now, like they talk to me all the time about just different stuff. Like uh, my cousin, I met her girlfriend when I went home uh, for my little cousin's funeral uh, last week. And she was asking about Atlanta. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I love Atlanta. She's like, are you ready for your family? And I was like, yes. Just the best thing you could ever do. I mean, God could have gave me a better option. Right. (laughs) I love my family, but I just don't want to be there every day. Um, But they ask me everything. Even my nephews who are not in the community, they ask me about everything. So I feel like they're open to learn as long as they have that option. I feel like growing up, you know, the... The generation before me, I was open to learn from them growing up. I think I think that is a, a healthy like kind of passing of the torch, if you will. But I also yeah. believe that there are I think there are two different kinds of youths well, that's, within the community. That's right? Everything. Yeah. So there's a tomato and a tomato. Right. You reach out the to the people the that you are you know, that you can reach out to right. that are in arm's length of you, right? Mm-hmm. But then if you if you're having a conversation with some youth that you don't know that are not willing, you know, that have seen life in a different perspective or have had a harder life than you might have had, mm. then, you know, what is the topic of conversation or how do you reach them in that aspect? Well, you got to figure out where they're at before you start giving them what you got. That's fair. And growing up, I went to a program called Brother to Brother, Sister to Sister. The best mm. program I've ever been to in my life. Um, the counselors, or they weren't even really counselors, they were just like church people who had a program. But the guys that were there, like they ones who maybe who maybe went to go to college, uh, who maybe wanted to dig into like websites and stuff like that. Like one of my uh, mentors live here in Atlanta now, talks to me every day, all the time. And um, if I'm having issues, he'll reach out to me, things like that. Like I would love to be in a space to help mentor people the way they did me because they didn't. Meet me, meet me as, oh, I'm the daughter of the kid. Mm-hmm. They met me as, hey, you know, what's going on? And this is what I do. And they found out if I was interested in it, and then they built that bond from that. Interesting. Do you think that the youth of, of now don't have as many options that we have? I don't see a lot of programs that I had growing up now. Because they have games and computers and Right. Things like that. So they're more educated online. So it may be a different avenue. You know, maybe a podcast or a YouTube channel works for them like a program worked for me. I don't know. Interesting. I, I would agree with that. I think that, that is um, just the climate that we live in. You kind of have to figure out how to reach people where they are. Yeah. And whether it is with apps. I mean, we didn't grow up in the aspect with social media and we grew up with Black Planet. Oh, Black Planet. And when they shut it down in the public school, we had Mia, uh, something, Beyonce. <laughs> the Spanish one. Nope. You didn't get on that? No. Oh, yeah. When they shut it out in the schools in Ohio, we got our Black Planet and went on to the Mexican one. And then we went on to College Club. We figured out how to get on that. And we weren't even in college. We weren't in college. <laughs> we got on that. So right. there were different avenues to do things on social media. Oh, but, do you remember the chat lines? 
that you had to call in to. Yes, I messed you up. Oh, I gotta listen to that. Yes. I remember. I remember calling in. It was like, call her now. My name is Aaron. And, uh. Like, call up now. My name is Aaron, and um, I am a gay man. And um, <laughs> what do you? What kind of guys do you like? Daddies. And uh, <laughs> I love how you change your voice because that's exactly what like you, you do. Because you had to sound as straight as possible. You had to sound so trace. Or did you ever get talking. onto the straight one that never sound like you was? I pretend like I had a girl. He was voice. a female. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron and uh, <laughs> it was like, oh. but it'd be amazing because there'd be so many guys that would talk to you on that. I remember, do you remember AOL chat? Oh, gee, okay. Yahoo chat. So I have the a, chats. I have a story about AOL. That's how my mother found out I was gay. Oh. So I'm gonna give you my after this. Go ahead. We lived, we lived in a middle class neighborhood, and I grew up in Baton Rouge, mm-hmm. um, and. We lived in a middle class neighborhood and we were first one of the first ones to get a uh, home computer. Okay. Had no idea that searching the web had a web history on the browser. <laughs> so, so I'm, you know, at home washing dishes, you know, and she's in the living room on the computer. You hear the <laughs> and she's signing up That's to AOL. Yeah, she's signing up to AOL. You know. <laughs> and <laughs> I hear in the living room go, who's who was looking for men for men? <laughs> I'm in the kitchen in like a separate <laughs> I'm in a separate part of the house. And I am like, I'm washing dishes. So I'm like, now I'm crying. Because I'm like, oh shit, I'm in trouble. And she comes in the kitchen and she's just standing there like, well, what were you looking for? And I couldn't lie, you know, because she found the evidence there. So you I got so crying. nervous. I got so nervous that I broke the glass that I was washing in my hand. So now I'm crying, I'm bleeding, and I'm having to explain to my mother that I'm also I also like men. Like that's it. It was a very very and and surprisingly enough because I had decided that I wasn't going to tell her until I was going to college. Mm-hmm. Um, surprisingly enough, she was she was okay. Now what ended up happening in the days to follow is that she went through a very deep depression. Mm-hmm. Because she was very concerned about, you. about my life and what that would bring and how people were going to treat me and so on and so forth. Um, and she wrote me a letter. I'll never forget it. She wrote me a very long letter, you know, just reiterating how much she loved me and how much that she wanted to protect me and so on and so forth. But it was, I, I thought I wanted to die in that the kitchen. So sweet. I, I thought I wanted to die. Like that, that just... my story. <laughs> my mom checked the search in. It had BTC, yeah, Adam for Adam. How um, did you know about these? these I didn't know nothing. Of, I didn't know she. I don't even know how I found out about none of this. How stuff. did you find them before? I don't even know. It was like I was watching get porn. I was watching anything. Actually, the conference will have on another episode. But one of my cousins had gay magazines and stuff. Oh, which is how I found about porn. Um, but my mom found. BGC and Adam for Adam on her search engine. And my smart self figured out there was a way well, you could do it privately after she found it. But before that, she found that out and she called me downstairs to her room and she said, Are you gay? You just flat out. She, no. <laughs> Are you gay? I said, I don't know. I'm, I'm not gay. I don't know. I didn't know. 
I was confused what to say. And she told me, she's like, if you are, I would just own you. She Did flat she out just really say that? Yes. Wow. So I was like, in my mind, like, I don't even know what to tell you because I don't even know what that means. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, no, because, you know, at that point, I think I was still trying to figure it out. out. Yeah. So I didn't know. I, didn't, I couldn't give you a real answer. So I'm rambling. So she told me that. So I, after I really found out, I never told her for a while. And then when I wrote it back up, she's like, I never said that. I said, you did say that. And we had a, me and my mom had a, my mom, first of all, I'm her favorite. Your siblings? Yes. Out of all, it's only me and my sister. I'm okay. her favorite. What, you would say that, though. She would tell you that. She would tell you. Okay. She would tell you that. I, we just had a conversation a few weeks ago. And I said, you know, I live my life trying to impress you because I know how much you love me. And it was very hard for me to come out to her because I knew, she's a pastor. Ah. So I know how she feels about it. And so we had, we had, when I came out, we went back and forth for a while about what that is or whatever. And um, we're in a place now where like we respect each other. Yeah. Um, I know she doesn't really agree, but she loves me. So if I bring someone home, she's going to treat you with respect. And she's going to, that's what she's going to do. So Christmas at Aaron's mom's house? Me, you, yeah, we can go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if we're dating. I mean, you know. Um, it says, YouTube says it's time to go. I think YouTube said it's, it's we're done. We're done. Okay. All right. Um, I, so for like my mom, and I, I mentioned this on the last podcast, the last podcast, mm-hmm. um, you know, she, for some odd reason, like right after I came out, I got into a relationship right then, mm-hmm. which was great and terrible at the same time. Um, but she wanted to meet my boyfriend and she's always wanted to meet anyone that I found. Like we just had a recent conversation as well where she, she was like, I need to apologize to you. Mm-hmm. And anytime, I don't know about anybody else, but anytime my mother feels like she needs to apologize to me, mm-hmm. I, it always does something to me. Okay. Because I don't, I'm, I'm, I know that my mother did the best that she could to raise me for whatever, you know. So I feel like my mom doesn't apologize. I've well, never that heard of that, yeah, you know. <laughs> so like she, she out of the blue one day she texted me and she said, "I need to apologize to you for something." And I said, "Okay, like what? Okay." And she was like, "You know, I, I want to apologize if I was not the best example uh, of a relationship towards you, meaning you didn't see." a good example of how to be in a successful or a, you know, relationship with, you know, romantically with someone. Mm-hmm. She was like, because I didn't do a good job of it. And I think that's the reason why you've been single for so long or you just, you know, you choose to be single is because it could contribute to me right. not, you know, showing you that example or even having the conversation with you, which I thought was very admirable of her. That was. That was. For her to think that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe this is the reason why my son is not, you know, married by now or happy in a relationship and mm-hmm. I might be the reason or the cause, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think tying it full circle, that also kind of, you know, pinned into my insecurities or maybe something that I didn't even know was an insecurity in terms of not having a good example of a relationship. You know, now that you say that, that's really weird because my mom only had two relationships. Mm-hmm. My dad, well, actually, she would only have one. The other guy, he liked her. And I knew who the guy was because he was still kind of around trying to see if he would work with my mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my dad wasn't having it. Mm-hmm. And um, so that made me why like, I have such a short tolerance with everyone else after my first relationship. 
Something to think about, right? Like what? And I didn't not, even think about that until just now. That's not even, very weird. Not even necessarily that the examples of relationships, uh, you know, affect your relationship, but maybe they do, and you just don't even realize it, right? Or maybe I just feel like it's an instant thing. Yeah, because it was instant for my mom. Yeah, like because and when I think her of, spend a lot of time. Yeah, when I think of, even with my if my grandmother, my grandfather, like my grandfather was my second. My my grandfather was my grandmother's second boyfriend. Oh wow! Okay. So and all of my aunts, my mom has six sisters. They only married one time. So. And you said on the last and I always I always think of relationships as instant. Like yeah. I don't think of relationships as like there's this long process. Like I always think of it very instant. Like I even post on Twitter page like. You know, after three days we together, like <laughs> that's what it is. But I, wow, it could be. It could very well be the example that you have that seen, I've seen, yeah, that has triggered or has affected the way that you move about your relationships. Wow, I never thought about that. Yeah, um, I, it's it's definitely something to think, think about and consider. Um, not using I it as a crutch per that. se, but just something that you. You know, identify with. But I'm a person of patterns. I, I I recognize patterns in my life, and even with my ex, I was like, when your pattern changes, it makes me feel a certain type of way. Mm. So this is a different pattern that I've ever seen because even my sister, like the only person that she's dated, they've been together for. They're not married. They live together. They have kids together. They have separate children, but they're together. I don't think I know anyone in my family who's dated multiple people. Which is maybe the reason why dating is kind of difficult for you. Because you don't know how to navigate it. Wow. Wow. Well. We're going to close with that. Um, <laughs> it has been. It Right. I think we're going to wrap it up. We're going to give some the wow. Amy some time to think about that and we'll maybe open with this on the next podcast, right? Yeah. Um, the last thing I do want to mention while we before we close, it is December 1st. It is uh, World AIDS Day. Yes, I want to talk about that. So please make sure that you are tested um, and you know your status. If you get a positive status, it is not the end of the world. There are programs and people that are in your corner. Um, you can reach out to either one of us or our you know, subscribers. Uh, leave a comment if you want some further information regarding uh, your status information. We'll be more than happy to have those conversations with you. Um, if you are positive, make sure that you are taking care of yourself and that you are seeing your doctor regularly every three months um, and you are taking your medication as prescribed. Uh, per your doctor and any questions and or concerns about medications, about positive status, about negative status. Um, let's end positive shaming uh, within our community. Um, we want to make sure that everybody feels secure and welcomed. Uh, just know that if you know your status, you are far better than someone that does not know their status. And I say that with respect to those that do know their status and do not know their status. You are safer because you know because you can do something about it. If you do not know your status, get tested as quickly as possible. Men, women, anybody in our community, please get tested because we want to make sure that you are safe. And outside of our community. 
and outside of our community that you live a productive, you can live a happy and productive life being positive. Um, so with that being said, make sure you follow us on all social media platforms. Uh, SoDebonair.com is where you can find the affairs of the heart. That's Debonair with no O. And Debonair with no O. Um, or you can follow Aaron at SoDebonair with no O and Debonair on all platforms. If you get on Facebook, you have to do like so and then a space and then debonair with no O. Um, but everything else is just so debonair. Um, or you can follow me on Facebook, Dwayne Queen, or and it's D-E-W-A-Y-N-E-Q-U-E-E-N. On Instagram, you can follow me on uh, as Dwayne Q. Or on Twitter, so you can follow me as D-Weezy. <laughs> <laughs> I think you like that a lot. Um, but it has been our honor and our pleasure. Wait, wait, also, make sure you follow us on all social media at the affairs of the, or at affairs of the heart um, on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and we don't have a Twitter page yet. Um, and then also log on to uh, sodebonair.com. Um, subscribe for that emailing list so that we can start uh, building those and. Um, you're looking at so much to think about right now. I can off. tell you are completely <laughs> bogged down with our conversation. But I'll let you end it. it. It has been a great podcast for our second episode, December 1st, 2019. Um, this is Affairs of the Heart with Aaron and Dwayne. And this is our first official show that we're going to be launching. Because some people have already heard the first one. Um, but this is like the official show. Uh, the first official episode. Uh, so make sure you guys share it. Make sure you tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. Um, to share this because this is really um, a podcast for you guys and I want to get you guys feedback so if you're on the website if you're on social media if you're on if you want to email us uh, make sure you guys reach out and let us know what you guys think give us your questions let us know uh, give us your feedback on the, the episodes um, because that's very important share like and subscribe to everything uh, we want to hear from you so please give us your commentary about uh, the episode and we will definitely read them we'll comment we will even add some things on air for our next podcast and they do have a link in all the podcasts from anchor if you want to leave a voice comment you can also do that as well yes we want to hear from you so please this is your podcast let's hear from you and we will respond it has been our pleasure and uh, this has been the affairs of the heart with Aaron and Dwayne bye guys